Hello and welcome to the Impact Podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you lots of discussion, comments and opinion on everything research and education. We'll be talking professional learning, what's happening in the education world and everything in between to help you make a difference in your school. Hello Jane. Hello Finn. Here we are, our second episode of the new school year. But it's our episode 125. Blimey, that's a lot, isn't it? It is. Switching, it's a lot. It is, and people don't seem to yet be fed up with us. So we'll keep on going. So what have been doing been doing this week? Well, it's been a really strange start to the to the school year, hasn't it? Because we all know that the weather in August has been pretty rubbish. Yeah. And here we are, start of term. I'm assuming by the time this got this podcast is going out, that the weather is glorious. Absolutely. But we're starting term on a Friday. Yeah. So we've been out to school today and I've been thinking all day that <laughs> it's, it's been Thursday. Oh, no, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. I think it is Monday because I'm making some. So, so as yes. long as I don't get out of bed tomorrow morning, I'm but it is when you're listening to this actually yeah. a Wednesday, so we're all over the shop. Yeah. Well, so, we've had, we've had a great day this great morning this morning because we've yeah. been back to uh Raglan, Chichen Wells Primary, obviously in, in Raglan, yeah, here in uh, South East Wales. And we've had a lovely session this morning. Um, following on for some of the work we did with them with the staff back in May, yeah, wasn't it around curriculum for Wales and the science of learning in particular, and how that impacts what they do in the classroom, um, particularly with curriculum design. Absolutely, and they've been very very focused, despite the fact that you know it takes a while for your brain to get going yeah. back in the new term. And um, by the time this comes out as well, we'll yeah. have also been and done our first session with Alor Primary. Um, I think it's a. a in the in the valleys yeah, somewhere sorry sorry hello primary <laughs> don't know where it is we'll, 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 we'll find it yeah indeed so we've got those two schools coming up but today we're going to be talking about a subject that we feel is well probably should have been talked about an awful lot sooner than than today yeah, yeah, but yeah. um we're going to talk about pedagogy at the heart of curriculum for wales because we really have spent eight years since mm-hmm. 2015 since johnson review came out the uh, review into the curriculum and assessment arrangements in wales mm-hmm. we've been looking at all of the you know how we arrange the curriculum and actually the curriculum is how you teach yeah it's the most important thing it's ha- it's the, your craft in the classroom isn't it absolutely so good teaching is good teaching regardless of yeah and of you course are. you know there's that famous quote from dylan william that um a bad curriculum taught well is has more impact than a good curriculum taught badly yeah or i'm paraphrasing yeah. here something along those lines just check you out that, that the right way right now. <laughs> yeah yeah but the um pedagogy it, it, it isn't um just the 12 pedagogical principles. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of that today, because I think um, certainly um, from a lot of the schools that we've spoken to, a lot of the, um, you know, the the documents and information that's out there currently, a lot of the work that we're seeing coming through on Twitter, it feels like it's the 12 pedagogical principles are leading everything. And actually, whilst they have worked at them, you know, up until now as the vehicle for a lot of schools, we're I think there's a question over there is that is that really the best way of doing it I mean I think schools could be forgiven for doing it that way because you know you look at the guidance on the Welsh mm-hmm. government website and it is um you know very much about well 12 pedagogical principles that's it but we're going to look at what they are how they can work and just in case we forget to mention it we have created this 
I'm holding up to camera. It's probably be back to back now. Just the, imagine if you're listening and yeah. you haven't got video. <laughs> We're holding up this nice pack, professional learning pack. Uh, the why and how of teaching in Curriculum for Wales, pedagogy at the heart of Curriculum for Wales, um, where it brings together uh, the 12 pedagogical principles, Welsh Government guidance, but also the research on what works or the best bets yeah. for teaching in the curriculum and brings those three uh, key elements together into a very practical step-by-step -step guide full of um, further information but also tasks, reflective questions, worked examples to help you understand how to develop the quality of your teaching in your classroom and how to develop pedagogy in line with curriculum for awareness. It's also one of those things, I think, that all the way through curriculum for us, we, we see pedagogy bandied around. Mm. And there's lots, of, there are lots of resources out there on pedagogy, mm. but pedagogy specifically within curriculum for Wales. Yes. I think is the bit that's that's missing, I think, which is what really led us down yeah. that route and to develop not, that resource. It's not as if, if you're teaching in Wales and you're teaching curriculum for Wales in Wales, that you're going to be teaching in a completely no. different way. You're not. You're going to be using the same pedagogy as you would do anywhere. But what this pack does and what will help you to understand as, as you read the pack is that what... Uh, how does pedagogy, um, as we currently understand it, how does it, how is it reflected in the guidance? What is expected mm -hmm. of you? How can you be reassured that what you're doing in the classroom is uh, in line with curriculum for Wales? It is adhering to Welsh government guidance. It is something that Estin would like to see, yeah. because you know, as as you say quite rightly, Jane, that there's so much out mm -hmm. there that goes through pedagogy. But I think schools, teachers in Wales. They want to know that what they're doing and how it relates to, to the 12 yeah. pedagogical principles, because on the Welsh Government guidance, and I'm sure I wrote it down here somewhere. Oh, I, I think I must have written it in the pack. Let me just I'm going to flip through the pages well, and find it in this, the pack. This while you're flipping. Yes. And you're finding that there's I think there's a, there's a danger, isn't there? And I think we've seen elements of this, particularly with the four purposes where they've become a tick list. Yeah. The 12 pedagogical principles, I know I've seen in some places that they are a tick list. This mm -hmm. this week we are doing this one and, you know, this lesson uses this one. Let's yeah. pick that off. And I and I don't think that was really the spirit in which the, the 12 PPs, I can't, I can't go pedagogical principles, there's too many Ps on a Friday afternoon recording this, but it's not in the spirit of really why they were no, put together. So let's kind of talk through that Um uh, and then I'll well, talk about what Welsh Government say about it. So um, hub guidance, here it is. It's actually right in front of me. Yeah, yeah. It's not in the pack. I should have just read this out. I put it on the... You had the, one job. Oh, yeah. one job. Okay. So hub guidance says, and I quote, schools should ensure that practitioners have a deep and thorough understanding of the pedagogical principles and the research on which they are based. Now, that is the entirety of Welsh Government's instruction in terms of what schools should be doing with the pedagogical principles yeah. but also what schools should be doing in terms of developing their pedagogy that's it in terms of how you yeah. should do this I, th I think it's also important at this point to say that there's nothing new within those pedagogical principles really is there from from teaching that that we've been doing for for many many years there are some elements that i, I think they slightly different emphasis but that's the thing i think it's what they emphasize yeah. 
and why they emphasise that are really important. And the fact that the guidance from Welsh Government is, well, if you want to improve pedagogy, use the 12 pedagogical principles. I think that is that that's the reason why schools out there have just started with them it's totally understandable if that's what Welsh government are talking about but if we talk about the actual principles and look at what Donaldson said and I did when I um when I was kind of researching this and writing the blog that we've recently put out and putting together this podcast and thinking about you know the pack and thinking about what should go we'll we'll put the blog link at the end we will for example if you end up just doing the principles and by doing the principles that's kind of shorthand for what we're saying is looking at the principle the full text of the principle understanding what that says and then saying right well how can we implement that in our classroom if that's your approach can I just go back to that though I mean you talk you're talking about the the description of the principle how Mm. many teachers actually have read yeah okay the the full description of what or they just looking at the headline figures yeah of what those 12 pps are okay so let's say that people are being more focused than just reading the headline and they're going down to the full description which is like a a paragraph and then understanding that and then just implementing it so if you think about what Donaldson said about pedagogy and again I'm quoting here now he said there is an increasingly powerful body of evidence about the central importance of good teaching to effective learning which requires high quality teachers with a sound understanding of the why and the how of Mm -hmm. teaching Now, the why of teaching, surely teaching should reflect how learning best happens. And the 12 pedagogical principles don't do that. They don't tell you the why of teaching. What they do is they say, well, look, here's this curriculum for Wales that is aiming to uh, realise these four purposes. And these principles understand that curriculum format. Uh, underpin that curriculum format so they are principles for curriculum for Wales and not instructions as to why you should teach the yeah. way you should teach yeah. and how you should teach the way you should teach I mean we mentioned before I mean previous podcasts that the whole science of learning how learning happens really you know is isn't there no well that the science of learning is all in that third one which says a blend of approaches um it's very very within there isn't it well i mean that that third one that third principle that that blend of teaching approaches that's basically everything everything you do yeah you know but you've also got things like collaboration on authentic context for learning you know of course they are a description of donaldson's expectation for how um, curriculum for Wales might realise the four purposes. But if we're talking about, um, you know, practitioners having a deep and thorough understanding of the why and the how of teaching, you know, you might have to go beyond the 12 pedagogical yeah. principles. And I think that's really what we're talking about. You know, the 12 pedagogical principles don't support teachers to understand the why of teaching and yet that is a key element of how Donaldson described pedagogy so what we've been looking at is the beyond the 12 pedagogical principles but how that relates back to the 12 principles because you know they're just principles but I think if you look go just going back to the pack again that there is that element within that pack that covers that yes 
why the why well and what we've done is you know there's so much that you could do with pedagogy there's so many elements of pedagogy I mean you know you're questioning feedback yeah. assessment assessment for learning peer assessment self-assessment those with, know, the, with pet too yeah <laughs> content. so what we've done is we've just taken five foundational pillars and they are and I'm going to go to the pack for these five foundational pillars use the rest of them okay so they're prior learning the teaching and learning cycle, presenting content, questioning and assessment and feedback. And we know that they are, that's just the start. There's far more than that. Uh, but for each one, we give a brief description of what it is and how it's underpinned by the science of learning, how the element sits within curriculum for Wales and its relationships with 12 pedagogical principles, some detailed worked examples that exemplify how the approach um, or practice uh, could be used in practice, some more suggestions for how it might look, strategies, approaches, techniques, and then some further reading with links to research and so on. So it's a very detailed approach, but I think it's that, um, it's relationship to the 12 pedagogical principles. Well, it's depth, isn't it, rather than breadth? Yeah. Yeah, so we're taking the key elements, the key pillars, and looking at the the, the most important ones, yeah. rather than just those brushstrokes for all, for all of them. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, um, if you're thinking of developing the quality of teaching in your school, and I think it, that probably should be, well, it probably is something that schools are doing all of the time. Um, what, what, you know, the process that you could use in order to do that, to make sure that you're developing high quality pedagogy in line with curriculum for Wales, well, obviously pick up the pack, pick up your copy of the pack. You don't need to membership to get it. You can just, it's a one-off purchase. We're running a workshop as well in November absolutely we haven't put out the sign up for that just yet but we are going to the day this comes yeah. out so by the time you listen to this it probably will be out there but can I just say initially we are doing it in Caffili but if there are people further afield yep that can't obviously can't get to Philly because it doesn't you know yeah cater for everybody just let us know and if we get enough yeah we'll, we'll run, run it wherever session. you are absolutely um We'd also say read Power Up Your Pedagogy, the book that we have created with um, Bruce Robertson, because there's lots of tasks in there, mm. sketch notes, and it goes into much more detail than we're going to do it. But of course, that doesn't give you the link to Curriculum for yeah. Wales. Um, there's also some uh, a really good um, research paper out there um, by Deans for Impact. Well, this has been out for a while, hasn't it? Because yeah. I've completely forgotten. As I said before, there is so much out there yeah. that you forget what's there, the good stuff. Absolutely. It's called Practice with Purpose, the Emerging Science of Teacher Expertise. And it's a really good read because it's a sort of it's a meta-analysis of all of the research yeah. that's out there, but it's very, very practical. Sequencing professional learning in a coherent curriculum. Now, so something we were actually talking about this this morning, um, not to do with um Raglan, but to do with the kind of support that's that's actually currently available out there. Professional learners are still learners. And so much of what is out there available for pedagogy assumes that you already have um, some depth of knowledge mm -hmm. in research or is you've got a, a certain amount of background knowledge. Yeah. Or yeah. or there's no real starting point. It's it's just everything in a book and you could do everything you know where should you start what this what are the foundations mm. upon which you can build um i think it's also really really important that teachers understand 
what is the learning process? How does that work? What, what are the steps? What are the stages? What processes? What cognitive processes occur during the learning I, I, um, cycle? I, I know we've we've been working with schools on the science of learning for a good good number of years now, isn't it? Yeah. It's be- before COVID, in yeah. fact. And, and, I, and it still surprises me when we do a new school and we introduce some of the key ideas that it's not things that they've actually thought about. I know. Well, when you ask, and I know that we've uh, spoken to other um, professional mm. professional learning coaches or whatever you would call yourself, people who work with teachers to improve their practice, um, they say the same thing is when you ask um, teachers who maybe have lots and lots of experience, well, how does learning happen? Mm-hmm. And they'll come back with things like, well, through repetition or through experience or when you're working through with engagement. other people, mm-hmm. you know, when when you're enjoying yourself. And it's, yeah, but what what the cognitive processes mm-hmm. that, that, you know, how does forgetting happen? What's what is how is forgetting a part of the mm-hmm. learning process? How does it help you learn? And it, it's. You know, given that this is teacher's bread and butter, this is, you know, their specialist subject on mastermind, that you would expect there to be a better understanding on it. And mm. I think it's not that there isn't a good understanding, it's that people can't articulate what's actually going mm. on. They know it, mm. but it's kind of intrinsic. Yeah. But it was always missing Implicit. from ITE, you know, mm. particularly back in the day, as long, long as, tough as, as we are, it was never something oh, no, that was no. part of teaching. And I don't know. And I'm assuming it's beginning to come through in ITE now. I know yeah. with with some of the people that we we talk to that are are in ITE, but if it's not, it should be. Yeah, do you know, I can't think what it was that I was reading yesterday. I was reading something yesterday to do. It was a an official document that was to do with um, developing practice in Wales, and it was research informed. And I can't remember what it was. Oh, yes. Okay. So I think it was um, a support resource for schools. And it was, it had a list of references at the the end of it. And what was really noticeable about this list of references is 80% of them were Welsh Government documents. So, you know, a guidance document isn't really research. It's just a guidance document. It will obviously cite reference, but it's not a peer-reviewed. No, is it? It's not a peer. No, it's kind of, it's a... It's not. It's, I wouldn't say that a, a government no. document is the same as a peer-reviewed research journal. There were a couple of um, research journals that were in there, but the most kind of relevant teaching was Dylan William in the Black Box. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything to do with cognitive so science. How long has that been around? Yeah, no Bjorks, no Sweller and Clark, no um, Sam Sims, no, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, no Orsabel, nothing that would actually, you know, align with how learning happens so i think it's really interesting when you think about what teachers need they need that mental model of learning of of how it happens the cognitive processes involved on what the implications are for teaching and i think that you have to have that before you can make well-informed decisions about what approach you're going to use what pedagogy you're going to use because you don't know why you're making the choice otherwise so you know having that mental model that model of learning of expertise of how to develop it is the foundation foundations of good pedagogy so our pack goes through that in detail gives you that mental model but then we've got other things that teachers schools should have in if they're going to develop the high quality pedagogy over the summer there's we've all had time to you know to sit and to serve 
obviously on the on the internet, not on the water. But you've got that there's a wealth of online self-supported courses and self-paced courses that you can follow, which you know, great. But is does that suit everybody? And is it also really what is needed for everybody? And also, um, I would like to say that I haven't seen any of the curriculum for Wales. Any no, that have any recognition of the fact that there are different curricula across the four nations. Um, but yeah, if you, I mean, it, it's a little bit like saying, well, I want to, I want to write a book, so I'll sign up for, you know. Um, a, um, I don't know, a, a Washington Post learn how to write or a creative mm. writing mm. course, but you want to write a book on fly fishing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking J.R. Hartley now, so I'm showing my age. But it, it's, you know, it's making sure that what you're doing actually is relevant for you in the same way that, you know, that's the whole point behind Curriculum for Wales is it's needs driven. Well, surely mm. professional learning yeah. needs to be needs driven. So, yeah. you know, what we're doing is we're starting with well, in Wales, the need is something that's relevant to the context and the context is curriculum for Wales. But then also something that's relevant for those staff who don't know anything about, um, you know, science of learning in a manageable way rather than, you know, three books in yeah. and you still haven't yeah. finished the story. So it, it's it's making sure that there's really well-defined specific goals that are relevant for the teachers who are working on developing their pedagogy. Well, we, we've certainly shifted in the way that we work within our sessions as well. And you mm. think about, you know, guided practice yeah. and providing that support for teachers and, and for, for whoever's there, really, with teachers and TAs today, mm. to give them the time and the space mm. to try out some of those activities mm. as part of guided practice mm. following on from worked examples where we've gone through mm. what we mean and how this might look in practice mm. and then giving teachers the time to step back and to think about how it relates to them yeah. in that safe environment well, i be, think the days are gone where you go on inset and you just talked at well for one would hope one would hope because um you know the, the focus of all teaching and learning whether it's professional learning or not mm. is that um, what should the, the participants should be doing is thinking mm. that's the focus and that should be the thinking should be happening at professional learning level mm. as well because I can remember and I've said this this morning that uh, one of the last courses I went on as a teacher was when I was teaching maths mm. and it was a, a course for um, teachers of um, non-specialist maths teachers mm. so obviously as an English teacher I, I was that and I remember thinking at the time oh this is fantastic. It's given me so many ideas. It's brilliant because basically the presenter was just going through all these tools and strategies and mm. tricks and hints and tips and ways of doing things that you could try back in your classroom. So I went back thinking, oh, I've got all these ideas. Fantastic. I literally had probably about 50 ideas to use. And I tried one and it didn't go very well. Mm. And then I never tried them again. That's it. Yeah. Because it wasn't about here's an idea and this is why you might choose to use it this is how it relates and to how the different process. might that have been if you'd had time in that session to have a go to have it. a go at it and then yeah. go refine it yeah. before you go back into the classroom absolutely and then had some follow-up mm. saying well how did that go what could you have done better what mm. do you think didn't work so well why is that why yeah. did you choose to use it then mm. so it's um those practice activities because 
teaching is practice it's mm. all about practice it's all about honing your craft and we want lots and lots of opportunities for staff to practice the same thing in order to get better at it so thinking about um what needs to happen in curriculum for wales means making sure that teachers have a really good understanding of why they're choosing mm. to do something in a particular way and how that might look and then practicing mm. it well it's like a, you know a world-class musician yes. doesn't stop practicing no so it's just like a teacher in the classroom isn't it you know you hone your craft but you keep practicing yeah. to make sure your skills are as tip-top as they as they possibly could be because we all know that from day to day children are different and class to class children are different from cohort yeah. to cohort children are different so you need to have those skills to be able to adapt absolutely and um the final thing to think about is to think about um what the impact on learning is you know, if you're trying something and all you're thinking about is, oh, well, I found that difficult, as opposed to did it work for pupils? Which pupils did it work for? Where can I see the evidence? How do I know that it's worked? All of those things when you start thinking about um, what should I do next? And that's that's the advantage of rather than working through a tick list and just saying, well, we've done collaboration, mm -hmm. or we've done authentic context is think about, well, why am I choosing to do this? What's the most appropriate strategy? Mm -hmm. Let's try out that strategy. Did it work? Did it make a difference mm -hmm. to learning? So it's a much more, what's the word? It's not so much holistic, is it? But it's, but it's that it's evaluative. It is. Yeah. It's, did it work? You know, you're actually thinking about doing something and thinking about the impact. I'm going to stick our word in there yeah, again. Impact. Okay. I said that quite a few times, so afternoon while recording but we, there we go yes yes and one of the reasons that we know um that thinking about this mental model of um how learning happens and then mm. thinking about what you need to do in order to make that happen and we, one of the people that we're going to be talking to in the future um hopefully is hugo hutchinson the head of monmouth comp because they've had a really interesting approach to curriculum for wales very much a knowledge-based curriculum yeah. Um, and that's been quite a sort of journey for them. So hopefully we're going to talk to that's um, a really exciting one too. Absolutely. To and, um, you know, thinking about um, the pedagogical principles, I mean, uh, one of the things that um, is interesting thinking about whether it works or not is looking up at Scotland and seeing what's happened in Scotland. Because um, as part of the kind of research, this, I had a look at the um, pedagogical principle. What's the equivalent for Scotland? what they have is they have pedagogical principles but within each area of learning and experience and there's they're quite a mishmash of in drama we would expect pupils to be able to perform confidently alongside you know you should use questioning and, yeah you know they're, they're quite a generic yeah well they're, they're not quite as honed mm. as the 12 pedagogical principles but you know, if the pedagogical principles up in Scotland had really worked in terms of developing practice, you would expect to see results mm. in standards. And I am going to quote here now from the OECD. Um, the OECD said curriculum for excellence, um, uh, which was first proposed by the Labour Liberal Democrat coalition government in Edinburgh in 2004, had been a world leading policy when it came to force under the SNP. Since then, its development had failed to keep pace with new approaches, the OECD said, and while attainment for pupils from poorer areas had improved, 
with 95% moving to positive destinations, its performance in maths and sciences has stagnated and failed to improve since Brooklyn, for um, And we also do have a new set of PISA results coming mm. out later this autumn. So it'll be very interesting to see, you know, both for Scotland and here for, you know, in Wales, and also comparison across the border into England, mm. what's happening? Because, we, you know, things are moving in different directions. It'll be interesting to see, has that been averted? Because obviously we've got COVID mm. brought into that as well. Yeah, so in terms of what schools should be doing, of course, we've also got the idea that Curriculum for Wales should be inquiry learning, it should be pupil voice, it should be, you know, pupils influencing what they do. But actually, Donaldson doesn't say that at all. Mm. He doesn't make it clear. That's that's part of the problem. He doesn't make it absolutely clear. Yeah. And Welsh Government guidance doesn't it's open make it. to interpretation, isn't it? Doesn't make it absolutely clear. Levels in the detail. Here. Yeah, it doesn't make it absolutely clear whether it's constructivist inquiry learning or traditionalist direct yeah. teaching. All Donaldson says is it's up to teachers. teachers. It's teachers who should be making the decision. And if we really are putting in place a curriculum that's all about standards, it's all about closing the gap between the disadvantaged and the advantage, then surely we should be doing what works. Mm. What works is, is the focus. Therefore, we know that there's a huge body of research out there about things like formative assessment, mm. about you know effective questioning, about managing cognitive mm. load, about all of those things. Surely that's what we mm. should be doing and not worrying about whether it's constructivist or traditionalist, yeah. not worrying about that whole argument. It's going back and starting directly with our learners. Mm -hmm. What will work? What's the best bets for our learners? Right. And we know that the best bets for professional learning for teachers to improve their pedagogy mm -hmm. is all about worked examples. Mm -hmm. It's all about, here's one I made earlier, let me walk you through it. Now you have a go with some maybe fill the gap. Think, then do it on your own so it's exactly the same as it would be for um, pupils yeah you know so our workshop is going to be very focused on um, how learning happens these five pedagogical pillars that we've identified how they link with the 12 pedagogical principle, uh, principles but then worked examples practice mm -hmm. tasks mm -hmm. for staff yeah. to carry out so that they had a go before they even get back to school and it, our whole workshop is going to be really, really practice focused. So the bottom line, the the crux of that really is don't just do what the government is telling you to do. Yes. Think for yourself and yes. do what you know is right for your learners right. in your setting. And this is something that we say again and again, isn't it, is, um, you know, teachers first responsibility is to the learners in their mm -hmm. class. So, you know, your, your responsibility isn't to um, Eston, mm. it isn't to um, government, it's actually to the learners. And if you're doing the right thing for the learners and the learners are making progress, then you have the right to say, that's what I'm going to carry on doing. Mm. And we know that research tells that, us. That's the ethos of curriculum for us, isn't it? Absolutely. Research tells us that there are some best bets for um, pedagogical approaches mm -hmm. and the 12 pedagogical principles, although um, useful as a... Um, a, a um, a description of curriculum for Wales um, ethos they don't cover everything you need to know and some of them mm -hmm. are not supported um, by a great deal of research you know one of them is only supported by one piece of research so if you'd like to find out which one that is just buy our pack 
and you can see the whole research base of all 12 principles as they are identified in the references in successful future so we've delved into all of those footnotes as well well that's been our summer yes <laughs> that has been our summer and we should say actually is that our, our professional learning pack um it's flown out already yeah. I mean, it's what it's the first day of turn we've already sold yeah. loads of those so they're obviously although at the, as it stands at the moment we don't have a welsh medium version we don't. if anybody would like to speak to us about translating it we can sure we could have a conversation absolutely we could <laughs> indeed so what's next for us well by the time this podcast goes out we will have been to trellick primary um and we will also be going uh, be going to glen cable primary right. for our, our third and final in the series absolutely. so go back to see them because they've had it in between so well done glen cable um you are also going to the estin thematic report live for estin yes on reading which is yes. coming up in a couple of weeks yes because they've been uh, in their thematic report in essence thematic report they're talking about um strategies that they're seeing in the most effective mm. schools um and how they develop yeah, yeah not just secondaries it's age 10 to age 14 so it's upper primary upper key stage two to um the end of key stage three so they're talking about the most effective practices and and therefore what they would ex- be mm. expecting schools to be developing and there's some question over whether they are actually supported by research so i'm going to have a, a look at that and we're also building up to our start of our autumn series of workshops on assessment progression accountability closing the gap and we are pedagogy, pedagogy and also our guided practice oh yes coming back for day two guided practice so busy busy there you are. It's the start of a turn. So we wish you all a, uh, I hope you've had a really yeah. good first few days and we will speak and to you And may the sun shine for a little bit longer. Indeed. Enjoy the autumn. Okay, so speak soon. Take care. Bye now. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. You can find us online at www.impact.wales. You can also follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Impact Wales. On Facebook and Instagram, search for Impact Wales. And on LinkedIn, search for Impact School Improvement.